Alright, welcome to Competition Caution. Your host, Matt Sprouse here, coming at you live from the Infotainment 1440 Podcast Studios here up in, uh, oh, cloudy uh, Graham, Washington. Man, coming into last week, I thought there was so much to talk about. It was the first episode. So much had happened in the offseason with Carl Edwards retiring. But then, this just past Monday, literally the day after we brought you the podcast, NASCAR comes out with these crazy, crazy changes to the race format. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me going off about it all. Segment racing? Whew, I just don't know how I feel about that. We got to talk about that. Uh, Rolex 24, also something we're going to talk about here, and then uh, some things going on down there at Phoenix, but... First and foremost, we have got to talk about these rules, the segment racing. I just, all the feedback that I saw from fans on Twitter, I was just, you know, I was seeing all the tweets from NASCAR and all the tweets from all the drivers who, of course, were praising it, and they may genuinely like it, you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I don't think they're, with a big change like this, I don't think NASCAR is going to be okay with them dogging it, but maybe they all genuinely do like it, I don't know. All I can tell you is every single comment I saw from a fan, nobody was happy about this. It's just, it's such a drastic change. I mean, NASCAR essentially has been the same forever. You start here, you go this many laps, depending on what track you're at, you race, you finish, you're done. You know, obviously with the, you know, small enhancements, like to the end of the race, you know, where we, uh, 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 the unlimited overtime basically you know with the overtime line which was definitely necessary after the little sort of mishaps that we had there uh previously to that but i just don't understand the logic behind the never mind i do get the logic three stages of racing i get why they did it but for those of you that don't know uh, all the details here let me just kind of go through all this and it's a lot okay it is a complicated complicated mess to start it's simple. You now have every single race is three stages. I assume I equal stages. I haven't really seen. I, NASCAR has posted many, many articles about it, and all of them kind of dive differently into the depths of how elaborate this whole new system is. So I have no idea if the, I would assume it's three equal parts. But why even chop it up? Anyway, I want to I want to rant about it, but let me kind of get through uh, a little bit here. So. There's three stages, right? And I I will say, the reason that they've said that they've done it, which makes complete sense, is they're trying to bring excitement to the races. And I just, I've never felt that NASCAR needed any more excitement. The chase kind of did that on its own, you know, with every driver wanting to get into the chase. And I've never seen a driver sit back and sort of relax after, like, if they win a race early on, you win the Daytona 500. I didn't see Denny Hamlin just sitting back and deciding, eh, you know, I won this race, first race. I don't have to do anything until uh, we get to, you know, start the chase. Nobody does that. They're all everybody's out there. They still want to win every single race. I saw Denny Hamlin bumping and grinding with Tony Stewart there at Sonoma. Everybody's trying every single race, regardless of whether they know that they are in the chase or not, because they got to win. And I, 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 I could be wrong here. I've not double checked the numbers or anything like that, but at least from what I can see and understand, it doesn't seem like NASCAR is hurting for viewership. It doesn't seem like attendance is bad or anything. All this has done is to bring more excitement. And I kind of wonder, I, I wonder how much influence Monster had on this whole decision. 
if this was sort of their idea of like, hey, NASCAR, you're kind of boring. Uh, we want to jazz it up for the younger crowd, which, again, I think as we addressed last week and everybody clearly knows, Monster being the title sponsor is a big part. I love Monster, big fan of everything that they do, but I think a big reason they got brought into NASCAR was to bring in a new and younger viewership, which is what they will do. And that's a good thing. However, why are you going to go and change everything about – you've literally changed the entire sport now. Every race in three stages – now, we're not doing any sort of reshuffling of the field, uh, at least not that they've said or that I've read. Uh, it's just going to be pretty much flat out. You finish this stage, hey, this person won the first stage, all right. And then there's some sort of regroup. I'm guessing they're going to go into the pits. I don't know. They haven't really got into, you know, what's going to happen in between the stages, how long that's going to be, what's going to happen. Are they able to just, you know, refuel new tires and everything for the stage? I don't really know how that's all going to work. Obviously, there's going to be something that's going on there. I can't imagine the drivers are going to get out of their vehicles in between the stages. That just seems like a giant process. And I have not read anything or seen anything coming, you know, officially from NASCAR to insinuate that there would be just more commercials. But, you know, what are you going to do in between the races in the, the stages, right? I mean, people that are there are going to go grab some popcorn or drinks or whatever else they're going to do. And those of us watching at home, like, what are we going to do? Uh, they said they're going to, like, chat with the segment race, the segment winner, which I assume is just going to be from, you know, inside the car. You know, oh, hey, yeah, great job there. I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't know why. I, I Again, I do know why. I get it. You're trying to add more excitement, but I don't think you need to add any more excitement. Maybe I'm wrong. If NASCAR's like bleeding for money and is really hurting here, then sure, I guess go ahead and you need to make something to jazz it up. But I tell you, I know a lot of people that are interested, especially in the chase format with the way it's been over the last couple of years. People are interested in NASCAR that don't actually watch nascar that much because they understand how crazy that whole format is with the chase so i don't know about the whole regular season and everything but again it, it's it's an auto sport racing any sort of auto sport is sort of a, a a special market you know you're not going to necessarily get everybody and i guess that's what they're trying to do is just bring in everybody hey look it's exciting is it just because there's there's not three race winners there's still one driver that is winning the race. Whoever wins the last segment has won the race. So the first two, big deal. I, I'm not like, oh, I'm excited. I saw three different people win the race. No, I just saw them stop twice in the middle of the race for whatever reason and make me wait longer to see the last uh, race. And uh, is this going to take long? This is obviously going to take longer. And so that's kind of a concern too. Are we going to shorten all of these races are the laps going to go down because obviously adding in the time between you know cooling down in between the segments because you're not uh, they're obviously stopping they've said that they're stopping in between the segments so there's going to be a lot of downtime i can't imagine it's going to be less than 20 30 minutes in between you're adding an extra 40 minutes to an hour in in the middle of the race so i i generally worry that they're going to shorten races because of this and that i think is a really bad thing so how does this all affect the chase? Oh, well, guess what? There is no more chase. It's called the playoffs now. Everybody, I thought everybody liked the name the chase. I know I did. It was something different. The playoffs is what everybody else does. NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, they have the playoffs. 
NASCAR has the chase. You're chasing something. It was a better name. It was a cooler name. Everybody liked it. Again, I think they're just trying to bring in everybody else. Well, if it's called the playoffs, then everybody will be on board. Actually, again, I think more people were on board because it was different than the playoffs. But anyway, yeah, let's wrap all that up. How does this all affect? Well, the race winner, the winner of stage three, does still get that uh, uh, nod into the playoffs because they won the race. Now, if you win one of the first two segments, you get one playoff point. The race winner gets five playoff points. So now you're adding playoff implications into each segment. And I guess that they're, they're looking for more aggressive racing is what they say. And with the playoff point system now in place, uh, you know, you're, there's a little more drive to it. Because with the playoff points, however many you collect there all season long, those stay with you throughout the playoffs, uh, obviously until the last round. Uh, everything I can understand, we're still going four people to Homestead, four drivers racing it out. Whoever finishes ahead of the other three is your champion for the season. So, but those points, everything's going to reset, you know, at the end of the season, at the end of that 26 race, points will reset. However many playoff points you have, get you that extra bonus. So then the people with, you know, the most playoff points are going to go into the next round. I assume, again, if you win in the round, you'll automatically advance. Again, I don't know. They haven't really specified that. So I assume that hasn't changed. But then you're, but the playoff points you collect all season long continue with you into each round. I feel like what this is going to lead to is too much of the reason we started the chase in the first place. We were tired of having a driver, you know, basically, oh, well, they've they've already won the championship, you know, your Winston Cup back in the day. They've already won, even though there's a race, two, three, four races left. Oh, as long as they finish in the top 30 of this race, they're going to be your champion. That was boring. We were tired of that. We wanted some excitement. And I feel like that's all you're going to do now is because the top drivers are obviously going to collect the most playoff points. And I think that's going to help them carry through. I think you're going to see drastic changes to this system come to next year because they're going to realize this is not working like we thought. I genuinely think that's going to happen. I don't understand. I get it under the first, you know, just like now or sorry, previously, you know, whatever coming into the beginning of the chase, you had, you know, uh, points that were collected for each win. And that gave you a little bump there for the first round. And I'm okay with that, but that's it. Hey, you worked really hard, but now we're in here. You get that little extra bump, but guess what? We're all on the same page now. So you get that. Oh, there's there's more because not only do we have playoff points now, we have championship points. That's right, championship points. Because they've decided come the end of that 26th race, we are going to have a quote-unquote regular season winner. So whoever has the most championship points is your regular season winner now how do you get championship points you ask well you get 10 championship points for winning the race nine for second eight for third etc etc top 10 drivers get championship points right uh so that all adds up and then you get to the regular season oh wait now there's so there's more there's more that's for the segments the race the winner of the race gets 40 championship points second place gets 35 third gets 34 33 for fourth 32 for fifth etc 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 
So now there's all of these championship points that you're collecting. So now, as a fan, you've got to pay attention to, well, how many playoff points does my driver have that he needs or she needs to affect the playoffs? How many championship points do they have to affect the regular season winner? You want to be a regular season winner because you get 15 playoff points if you win the regular season. Second place gets 10 playoff points, 8 for third, 7 for fourth, 6 for fifth, and so on, so on. There's so many ways to get points. There's so many. There's championship points. There's playoff points. Now that there's three segments, everybody's getting points in every segment. You're getting playoff points. You're getting championship points. They took a very, very simple sport. And I don't, I don't mean to simplify it as far – obviously, NASCAR and racing is a very complicated in-and-out thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that you're getting in the car, and as far as deciding who's getting into the playoffs, into the chase and everything, you took a very simple system. The race winner, guess what? They won a race. They're in the chase. Done. Done. You get a bonus for the first round of the chase for uh, based on how many wins you had throughout the year. That's it. Now, there is points that obviously accumulate throughout the year because if there's not 15 race winners, which we haven't had yet, then people are getting based in on points, and that's just the same points that we've always had. Now you're just changing everything. But those points, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as complicated. Now you've made it way more complicated. Now there's segments and championship points and race points and playoff points, and it's mind-boggling. I just, I don't understand. I do, as I've said, I think I've said that like eight times already in this podcast, I understand their theory of this is supposed to, you know, bring on more aggressive driving, bring in more interest in the sport, but I just, I don't think it needed it. I think you're trying to make something more exciting that doesn't need more excitement. I mean, how many people are are watching the race and they're just like, I'm bored? And I guess, uh, but... The people that again, as I said, it's a it's a niche market. It's a it's an auto it's a racing it's a it's racing, it's an auto sport. Anybody that likes that sort of thing, they're going to like it. They're going to watch the race anyway. They're going to watch it from start to finish, regardless of whether there's you know things going on in the middle. And the people that aren't, they're not suddenly going to be interested because they're like, oh look, I get to watch three people win the race. They're not suddenly going to be more interested in the sport. I don't think it's going to change anything. It's just made it so much, so more complicated. I do sort of like the nod to a regular season winner of sorts, because we've always sort of acknowledged it, uh, but, you know, eh, it was just like kind of a, a little acknowledgement there. But, you know, so I do kind of like that, but I don't know. It, maybe I'm Maybe I'm the only one here. Again, I saw... I did not see one positive tweet from any fan responding to NASCAR after all this information came out. In fact, I saw a lot of people who just felt like they were done with NASCAR after this. I'm not done. I'm still doing the podcast. I'm still going to watch as soon as the season starts. I'm still going to tune in every week and see what happens. But I don't know. Sound off here, people. Send me some tweets at the Matt Sprouse, T-H-E-M-A-T-T-S-P-R-O-U-S-E. Tweet me. Let me know what's going on. Let me know how much you you think this is a great idea. Let me know how much it's a bad idea. Tweet me. We'll talk about it on the air. If you're on Instagram, you're not on there. Same handle on Instagram. Send me a direct message. Comment on any post and just say, hey, this is how I feel about it. I don't care if the post is related to it. Just just talk about it. Send me something. We'll chat about it. We'll try to figure this out because I everything I can tell is nobody's really happy about this except NASCAR. And then I almost wonder, is NASCAR even happy about this? Obviously, I keep, I keep reading articles from Jeff Gordon Love Jeff Gordon. 
huge amount of respect for him. I keep seeing articles. I guess he was involved in this process. He was in all of these meetings. I keep seeing how much he talks about how he's you know excited for this and all the other drivers are. But again, it makes you wonder because it's such a drastic change and because literally the vast majority of fans are not happy. I generally have to wonder, are the drivers really happy about this change? Maybe they are. I don't know. It's something different. So maybe maybe they are. But I just feel like from a certain point, you had to worry about going, you know, the whole thing. It was more of an endurance. Now you've just turned it into a sprint. Because now, especially if you can tinker with the car in between the segments. Now, I don't know how any of that's going to work. But, you know, if you're, I would bet money they're going to be able to change tires and refuel in between segments. Pit strategy is a huge part of NASCAR. You're taking that out of the equation, essentially. If you're going to chop the race into three segments and say, well, all you got to do is get to that segment and we're good. So, you know, screw putting on, you know, uh, tires this time. We're just going to go fuel because we just need to get to here. Just two tires. One's pit stop, you know. Uh, caution. I'm not going to pit on this caution. Why would I? I need to get to here. I think it's it's going to be mind-boggling, but... Anyway, that's my two cents on it. Spent a lot of time this episode on it, but that was such a such a big deal. We had to really talk on that. Had to really get that out. Uh, speaking of Mr. Jeff Gordon, though, uh, not necessarily directly NASCAR-related news, but the Rolex 24 here just finished up yesterday, and always, always a cool thing. You know, if you if you're a race fan, not just a NASCAR fan, you are watching some bit of the Rolex 24, you know, with all the, with the different classes, the GT Le Mans, the GT, uh, the Daytona, uh, the prototypes, obviously there's all the different classes, all the different car manufacturers, different drivers from all over the world. And it's a 24 hour race and it's, it's Florida. I don't know if you know anything about Florida, but it rains. I don't think you can go 24 hours without rain. So they had a lot of that, uh, you know, overnight there, uh, miserable conditions, a lot of that and uh, props to Fox Sports for all their coverage you know they obviously started out on TV you know for a couple hours but then it all went to you know Fox Sports 2 and it went to online which is the great thing with the Fox Sports Go app you can just turn it anytime anytime and there it is you could literally watch all 24 hours of the race I'm not quite that diehard I did sleep a little bit but I did wake up really early to catch it and watch you know, the last uh, five or six hours straight great great finish I will say that a huge shout-out to the Cadillac Konica Minolta team, there for Wayne Taylor Racing. Those four guys, they really they really raced hard, unbelievably hard. Uh, Taylor there with a finish. Man, uh, I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, think of the driver's name who was in the other Cadillac car who was leading, coming there down towards the end. He kind of came off as a little, uh, a little bit of a poor sport. I, he was just, I, I generally just think he was mad he didn't win. But if you didn't see it, go look it up. I'm sure you've heard about it. The slightly, I'm not even going to say controversial. I don't even want to use that word because even the announcers weren't calling it controversial. But he bumped him. Driver of the Konica Minolta team, he bumped him. Heading into turn one, he saw an opening down low, went down low, and... The other driver, the other uh, Mustang uh, Station Cadillac team, he came down the track. It was like if you're watching, happens all the time in NASCAR. That's a spotter problem. Don't drive down the track, and it's not just it's not your lane, you know. And I understand the rules are a little bit different in these types of races than they are in NASCAR, but you've got a responsibility. They have rearview mirrors on the side of their car, by the way. 
whereas NASCAR doesn't. And they also have spotters. You have uh, the responsibility to check, oh, there's a car on the inside lane. I'm probably not going to go down there. Yeah, guess what? He got spun out. Connor Pendleton took He was a faster driver. That car was faster. That team was better. They led most of the race. Unbelievable. Unbelievable finish. Unbelievable race. Huge props to them. Uh, they, they really did dominate. Great, great race. Great racing action. And then even from the, uh, the other divisions there, great racing. Uh, Chip Ganassi getting a win in the Ford GT. Great. And, you know, another obviously NASCAR-related uh, victory there. So always a lot of fun to watch. Always. Check it out. I mean, obviously you can't check it out now. But next year, remember, Rolex 24, it's worth watching. Uh, one other thing we do have to talk about here, uh, I believe just got announced, uh, the enhancement. Now, they talked about this, uh, but we finally got all the info on the enhancements that they're making to Phoenix, which I've never been to Phoenix, but just watching those races on TV, man, you can tell that track just looks a little haggard. It looks straight out of like 1975, and they just they haven't touched it since. Bleachers, uh, there's really only the tiny segment of bleachers even. The track itself, the interior, it just looks great track. I mean, it's always, always great racing. I know a lot of the drivers enjoy racing there. I'm playing the video games. I love racing there myself. It's a great track, but the, just the whole compound just looks worn down and haggard like it just, like it was abandoned. I'm like, how does it, this race gets two races a year, one of which is deep into the chase, and this track just looks barren. It looks awful. So they're finally doing some major, major enhancements. $178 million worth of enhancements. That's some big-time changes there. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, they're implementing, totally redoing, I guess, the infield center. Uh, an infield care center is getting put in. Uh, there's going to be a Monster Energy fan zone. Uh, the tunnel under the track, you know, because obviously, you know, people going back and forth, inside seating, some things like that. The Monster Energy fan zone, they haven't said too much about, but I guess it's supposed to be Basically, you're right there in the middle of it, and you can really get right there with the drivers and everything before the, the race and during practices and all that. So that's going to be a really cool aspect of it. Uh, the entire Bobby Allison grandstands is going to get extended. No more bleachers. You actually get to sit in a seat. That's a novel concept. I know it's 2017, right? Sitting in a seat, not a bleacher. The only time I've sat in a bleacher was at a college football game, and that was like 10 years ago. That's getting extended. Some minor things, you know, like uh, escalators and elevators getting put in, which is, you know, probably a, a nice courtesy there for people, you know. Got to climb up these flights of stairs and then just got to sit down on these bleachers. That's a great day. It, uh, they have a, a nice rendering video. Uh, get on NASCAR's website. Give it a Google, the app, if you've got it. Great app, by the way, if you don't have it. Check it out. It, it looks like it's going to be a really cool really really cool uh investment here into that racetrack because again it is a great track that a lot of people love to watch and a lot of the drivers love to race it just needs some help and there's not too many tracks i feel like that we have like that not too many of the tracks on the nascar circuit and i can't really think of any too off the top of my head and i'm like yeah that needs some work but phoenix just every time i look at it i'm like Ooh, that is an eyesore eyesore but not anymore uh, congratulations, Phoenix. I think it's going to be really cool uh, to see how this works. Biggest thing that they're changing, this is actually, so all of that's great for the fans and the aesthetics and everything, right? Definitely needs to happen, but they are implementing a change that does actually affect the race. The start-finish line 
was there kind of on that uh, front stretch. Basically, the track was backwards compared to everything else. Because if you really look at it, it is a tri-oval of sorts uh, with the dog leg on the back. It is uh, a lot like a tri-oval. Whereas, you know, in every other tri-oval, the start-finish line is near the top of the tri-oval, right? And theirs was kind of backwards. It was like the quote-unquote back stretch, but now it's the front. You know, it was the, the front stretch for Phoenix, whereas every other track would be the back stretch. And then you'd go around the back, head down around the dog leg, into the final turn there coming out. And I think uh, led to a little bit more exciting racing. And, you know, and I, I'm, I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. I know... I know I've heard that from drivers and, and fans alike that the placement of that start-finish line really made for exciting racing. Well, start-finish line no longer going to be there. We've moved it. It's going to be coming right there coming out of turn two right before the dog leg. So basically in between, which is kind of all a fluid thing there, turn two into the dog leg is kind of a fluid little section. But if you, you chop out that, call it a little bit of a straightaway there that connects turn two to the dog leg, Right smack dab in the middle is where they're going to put turn two. Uh, again, if you watch the video or anything on NASCAR.com, uh, you can see they'll show you exactly. They'll show you a map and show you exactly where the start finish line is going to be. Interesting uh, is all I can say. I think it's still going to coming out of the turn there right before the dog leg. Um, I still think it's going to lead to exciting racing. So I don't think it's gonna, it's going to be different racing, but I don't think it's going to hurt the racing there. So it's just kind of a an interesting. I'm not sure. I. They didn't say, uh, at least from everything I read and the video I watched, no one really said as to why they decided to change that. Because, um, again, it obviously led to exciting racing. Phoenix is always great racing. And I, I think this is still going to be in a good place to not hurt it. But I'm just curious as to why make that change. I guess maybe you're redoing the whole place. Let's just redo it and make it, make it nice and nice and shiny and new. Unbelievable. Well... That's about all we have here for day today for a uh, blah, 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 that's all, folks. Yeah, that's about all we have here today for Competition Caution. Uh, again, follow me on Twitter, at TheMattSprouse. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at TheMattSprouse. Shout out to me. Let me know how you feel about these changes. Stage racing? Let's see how this works out. And hey, by the way, we are counting down to Daytona, right? Five Sundays left, I believe it is, until we get to Daytona. Whew. Got the clash coming up before that. I am excited, excited to get back to racing, stage format or not. I'm excited to see all of the greats out there again. Let's get some racing done. Until next time, we will see you later. This has been an Infotainment 1440 production.